Hello and welcome to the Legacy Church Sermons Podcast. At Legacy Church, we help people find their identity in Jesus and their place in His mission to impact the world through the gospel. We ask that you grab your Bibles, listen up, and we hope that you hear a great word from the Lord today. You know, this morning, uh, I have to say that it's uh, an interesting message that we get to receive this morning because we're in the book of Acts chapter 2. And in this particular book, in this particular text that we're going to be looking at, we're looking at Acts chapter 2, 1 through 21. I just want us to keep a little bit of an open mind this morning because of the things that are stated within the text. A lot of times we look at Scripture and we understand that God is a good God, God is a powerful God, and He moved back then in a magnificent way, but sometimes we might neglect the fact that He still moves and still can move in us today. And I just want us to be reminded this morning that there are things that happen because God is so divine and he is so powerful. And when he moves and when he does things, we have to understand that when he does it, it looks a little supernatural to us at times. It looks a little miraculous at times because his divine nature supersedes our normative life. Amen? Amen. Now today, I, like I said, if you would lend me your mindsets and lend me your ears this morning, I want to make sure that we are mindful of what the Holy Spirit of God we are going to read about uh, is active and we're reminded that he is active in our lives and in, our, in, in, in every aspect of our life. And as we get started, I just want to share with you that Whenever we take a look at this particular text, it can somewhat sound like a movie. I don't know if anybody likes movies like myself, but I believe that this text can look like a movie, and it could be a pretty good movie once you think about it, because not only do you understand, or we understand through the teachings of last week that Jesus commissioned and actually let the disciples know, I want you to stay put in this area because you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit, he is going to give you power. And he's going to give you power to be a witness to the uttermost parts of this world. He's going to give you power to witness to the communities that are around you. He's going to give you this sense of power. So they had to stay in one particular area for 10 additional days. And as we understand, he is, Jesus ascended up to heaven and in this particular teaching that we look at, we have to understand that we, we know that God the Father sent his only son, lived this perfect life, and then died for all of the sins of, of worldkind, mankind. And, you know, one of the things that sometimes we think about is that he actually did legitimately die, but another thing is he did legitimately defeat death. Amen? So as he legitimately defeated, defeated death, he rose from the grave and then was with the disciples for 40 days and then ascends to heaven. And then 10 days later, something spectacular happens. But if I was to be a director of a movie called The Book of Acts, not saying that I'm looking for a job right now, but if I was to do something, I would say in this particular text, before we get to Acts chapter 2, I would say eight or over 800 years before this text has taken place, we can come back to the same region and understand that there was a prophet named Joel that began to prophesy 
to the nations and to the children of God at that moment. And we have to understand that the prophets of God were the ones who were full of the Holy Spirit at that time. God utilized judges. He utilized prophets. He utilized kings. He utilized in certain moments. But not everybody had the Holy Spirit at that time. But one thing we have to really understand today is this. When Joel was speaking, he would prophesy to the children of, of God. And he was letting them know that they need to repent of certain sins that they were a part of. He let them know that there's a time that is coming that you need to be mindful of. And that time we call the day of the Lord. And Joel would prophesy that there's a magnificent day that is coming called the day of the Lord. We understand it to be the end times. But here's one thing that Joel says in chapter 2, in, in Joel, the book of Joel. I'm just going to preface over it. But in chapter 2, verse 28, he starts letting the, the children of God know that he is going to, God is going to pour out his spirit upon his children. Here's one thing we have to understand in this. This spirit who's going to be poured out upon all the children is going to happen before the day of the Lord. Are we together on this? Do we understand? Are we, are we, are we clicking? Okay, okay. So in this moment, I just want to make sure that we understand that there was a prophecy by the prophet named Joel who prophesied, prophesied about the day of the Lord. But before the day of the Lord comes, the Holy Spirit will come. So today, I want to make sure that we understand this. Now, we know about the Holy Spirit. We understand and we, sometimes we talk about the Holy Spirit. And depending on your experience, uh, depending on the background you come from, we might have different thoughts of the Holy Spirit, right? But I want to make sure that we're mindful today. If we take a look at the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 1, I'm going to read uh, 1 through 21. And can I just read it like I feel it? Can I, can I get your permission? Can I read it like I feel it? Okay. See, and it says in, the, in verse 1, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from heaven, from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one of them, each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his, his own native tongue or own native language. Parthians and, and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and the visitors from Rome, both. Jews and proselytes and Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocking said, they're filled with new wine. 
But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declared, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the, the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be Okay, I'm going to say that one more time because I think we need to say it with the, the power that I believe that Peter was saying. And, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you. Hallelujah. So in all of this, I, I have to express that this particular text is really profound because it shows us that God, by his divine nature, is doing something pretty radical in this setting. We understand that the apostles, the disciples, or who we call the apostles, are in the upper room and they're in one accord, they're praying, they're together. They are waiting for the promise of Jesus and Jesus telling them to stay put. And then all of a sudden, this divine thing begins to happen. This miraculous moment begins to happen. And then God, it seems like he cracks open the sky and floods this particular area with like something like a, a wind or a loud wind noise. And then all of a sudden, every person in this upper room experience is filled with the presence, filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I understand in the first four verses, when we take a look at the text, it says some things that make us a little bit uncomfortable. It starts talking about the Holy Spirit filling them up, and then all of a sudden, they begin to speak in other tongues. Now, I understand when we talk about the word tongues and speaking in other tongues, some of us are like, stop right there, please. <laughs> I understand that it's not a normative experience within our church. And I understand that, you know, some people have thoughts about what's going on here. But I want to keep focused on this particular text and let everybody know and remind everybody when God is involved in certain things, there are sometimes unexplainable things that can tend to happen if he is in our midst. Amen? And it's not just for the things that we understand as testimonies in other nations. It's not just for things that we understand in biblical times. But we have to understand, God can do some supernatural, divine things even here today. And I believe if we expand our mindsets to, to understand that, we have to be willing to know God can move. God can move with his spirit. God can do things through us with his spirit. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to stop right now and I'm going to ask everybody to speak in other tongues. No, I'm not saying that. This is not the moment for that at all. But I'm just saying 
that God can do some pretty profound things. But here's the thing. Depending on the background we come from, sometimes we may be in a perspective where we are so focused on the experience of the Holy Spirit that we neglect the power of His Holy Spirit, right? Sometimes we are emotionally connected to the Holy Spirit and the presence of God that we forget that God wants to do some pretty profound things outside of that emotional experience. And depending on another perspective that you may come from, some of us may understand the Holy Spirit as somebody that's a good friend that's internally inside of us, that when we are born all over again because of the grace of Jesus Christ, he lives inside of us, and that's all we... That's all we really acknowledge at that point. Everything outside of that, sometimes we may ignore. We may ignore his presence. And I want us to be understanding of this. If we're extreme on one side or another, we have to classify that as something called sin. And that's something because we are ignoring what he truly desires for us to do. Now, I know I said the sin word, so I know it's going to get quiet, so let me... But here's the thing. I want us to really reflect on this. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you for those who are in Christ Jesus today. The Holy Spirit will challenge us and equip us to do certain things, but I want to remind us today that when we think about the explosive Things that were happening in the day of Pentecost. And understand this, on the day of Pentecost, it's even more so than the the Holy Spirit coming. There are some other things additional coming from this day. This was also known as a day of the uh, uh, celebration for the Jewish believers at this time. They would gather together within this time frame and begin to honor God with their first fruits in a celebration. They would begin to honor God because of the law that he had given them. So this, in, t- in, in this particular moment, was a time where a lot of different people were within the community celebrating already. And then all of a sudden, this divine thing begins to happen. And all of a sudden, these guys begin to speak in other tongues. That's pretty crazy once you think about it. It's pretty radical when you think about it. But we have to understand that if we look at what God is able to do, he, he is the one who sent his only begotten son for us. He is, the, he is the one who loved us, right? And in, in this sense, we have to be willing to understand that God is going to do some pretty profound things to share his love to those who may not understand his grace or his love or his power. There are moments where God, the Holy Spirit, will begin to utilize even us to do things that is out of the normative the personality traits maybe that we tend to have. He is a challenging friend that we have living inside of us. But I want to let you know, and I want to remind us today, even as I read through this text, that there was a sound like a mighty rushing wind. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And I could only explain what we understand through Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you, the one, verse eight that you'll receive power. That word power we get uh, from the word dunamis, and it's explosive. It's something that they even created a word called dynamite. There is this explosive nature that lives inside of yourself and myself here today. And he wants to operate through us. Can I get an amen on that? 
So as we remind ourselves that there's an explosive nature who lives inside of you and me, that's what I want to remind us on my first thought. I want to remind us the explosive nature of God's Spirit lives inside of us. And understand this, like I stated before, we can either go to the, sometimes the extremes, but I just want us to focus in on the power that he calls us out to. In the first couple of chapters, there's this nature that propels us and compels us to go and to share the word of the Lord. As you see here, these guys were not just speaking in other tongues without a purpose. They were speaking in other tongues with a particular purpose. And this particular purpose happened to be that they were in the midst of a multitude of people that were hearing some strange things happening. And they were so perplexed, the multitude was, that how did these guys know our language? Well, at this time, the Holy Spirit was trying to make sure that every ear at this moment could hear that the word of the Lord is true. There is power in the name of the Lord. And I believe in us today, as we even focus here on the year of mission, I know some of us might be a little bit of intimidation whenever we're talking about the year of mission. Sometimes it takes a lot to go out and share with our friends or our family or our coworkers about who Jesus is. Sometimes we feel alone. Sometimes we don't even have the words to say because we believe that we might be pursuing all of this on our own, but I want to remind you the explosive nature of God's Spirit lives inside of you. And as, as often as you feel this nudge to share a testimony, a story, something that is, is, is glorifying the name of the Lord to maybe somebody who does not know, we have to understand we're not alone in this. He is with you, He is with us. And we understand this, that with the power who works inside of us, the message that goes out, he will make it clear. We look at the apostles. They were, the people in the multitude were able to understand that they were talking about the miracle works of God, the, the powerful works of God. They were able to understand what they were saying because there was such clarity and there's such profoundness to the message that was going forward. But I just want to remind us today when we acknowledge his presence, when we acknowledge who he is and what he's wanting to do through us, sometimes there are moments where the clarity of the message can come out. The, the explosive nature of God's spirit lives in us today. Now, I understand, like I said, the Holy Spirit, when we talk about him, sometimes there's a lot of different mindsets that that we have towards the Holy Spirit, how he operates today. And in, in everything that is going on, I, I have an interesting story to, st to share with you because as you can see, at this day, it was a very perplexing moment for the multitudes. Why? Because they couldn't believe that these Galileans were speaking another language that they had no idea that they were saying, but they were, people were able to understand it, right? Something miraculous was happening at that moment. But here's the thing. 
I want us to keep in perspective that these are the same individuals that were at the time of the cross where Jesus was taking the cross, that they were nowhere to be found. These are the same people that were so full of fear at this particular moment that they had to withdraw themselves from the scenario. These are the same individuals that were so full of not wanting to be associated with Jesus at the moment because they did not want to go through what Jesus was going through. But because at this moment where Jesus then understand, where they understand through the resurrection that he walked with them for 40 days and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit now comes, there's no shame. The interesting thing that we see is that there's no sense of shame when they're amongst the multitudes. They were willing to do what the Holy Spirit was calling upon them to do. And I believe there's a message for us in that today that there are things that the Holy Spirit is going to call on us to do here in this world today. And in, in what the Holy Spirit challenges us, he is going to call us to go outside of our personalities every now and again. And I understand that some of us are extroverts and some of us are introverts. And I understand that sometimes that for, us, for, for some introverts, they'll be like, ah, you know, Holy Spirit, I don't know. I don't know if you challenge me, but hey, maybe you could send this person. No, there are going to be moments where you yourself have to speak up. And for us extroverts, sometimes maybe we're willing to share, but sometimes what we share might be full of ourselves. And the Holy Spirit will quicken us and say, this is not about you at this moment. This is about the word of the Lord. The Holy Spirit has a way of bringing balance to the message being given at the time. And we have to keep that in our mindsets. Because uh, second thought is the Holy Spirit activates boldness and the clear message of Christ for all to hear. You know, when I was in college, when I was in university, a funny situation. I, I, you know, at the time it wasn't that funny. But I could say it's funny now. You know, it's one of those stories. But I remember I was... I had the privilege and pleasure of being an RA. An RA in this particular university, it's a Christian university in Waxahachie, and uh, basically they challenge us as RAs to be the pastor of the hall. So I was excited. This is a new thing that was happening in my life, right? And then all of a sudden I was excited because I was like, man, these guys are going to be great, and I was expecting some great things, some stories to say for many years. And then, you know what, in, in the application to this particular university, whether we agree with it or not, they would ask about the salvation story and if you belong to Christ before coming to this college, right? And I will say that on my hall, all the people who lied showed up on my hall. <laughs> I was like, how did this happen? And, and this, is, this is why. This is why I say that. I, I, you know, there was, there was a lot of things that were going on in this hall. There were fights all the time. Uh, people were cussing me out all the time. And then they were threatening me all the time. Because sometimes if you break the rules, you have to give them a fine. So when I say, hey, you did this, and you might get a fine for that. And they say, well, Patrick, if you get a fine, if I get a fine, I'm going to beat you up. These are some pretty big dudes that were saying this to me, so I was pretty intimidated. I'm not going to lie. So this is what happened. It's an interesting story because the things on the hall began to be worse 
And they got worse. And as a matter of fact, it got to the point where there was a stabbing on this hall. It was kind of crazy. And then, you know, I don't know what it was, but, you know, I said to an individual that was on my hall, I said, you know what, I think we need to start a prayer meeting because obviously people need prayer. <laughs> but interestingly enough, they, he said, yeah, let me pray about this prayer meeting and see when we can get it started. I said, let's not pray about the prayer meeting. Let's get the prayer meeting started on Monday. So it was funny how God utilized this particular situation because what happened was we started off with seven individuals in this prayer meeting. And then during the week, I remember going to a revival service or a special service is what we would call it. Um, and in this special service, I don't know what it was, but I believe it's the Holy Spirit that really hyped me up at this moment. So after this particular service, I came back to the dorm room, and then I found these seven individuals praying. And so I came in, and I met with them, but then the Holy Spirit, I believe, would not let me, he would not leave me alone. And this is why I know it's the Holy Spirit, because and by nature, I'm a very nice individual. By nature, I don't want to offend people. By nature, I stay away from conflict. Anybody like me? Anybody? Okay. So when these moments, when things happen, I, I was like, you know, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to get beat up by people, you know, those kind of things. But it was at this moment, at this prayer meeting, after this service, that I believe the Holy Spirit came upon me and I said, you know what, as we pray, I want you to leave the doors open. And then we started praying again. And I, I, the Holy Spirit still wouldn't leave me alone. And then I, I said some things that I don't normatively say. I said, do you guys want to hear what I said? Yes. Are you sure? Are you, okay. All right. So <laughs> this is what came out of my mouth. There are people in this hall right now that do not know Jesus. And understand, I was shouting this very loud. There are people right now that do not know Jesus, that have come to this university to experience something. Our prayer should be that those we know that don't know Jesus need to come to know Jesus soon. Because if they don't, then they're not going to live with Jesus for eternity. And I made sure to say it with a, a very boisterous, loud, thunderous voice. So this is what we did that was even more bold. And I said, right now, I want you to get a notebook. I want you to write down every name. And we're going to call out every name until something happens. And I kid you not, the Holy Spirit did his work. It wasn't through me, it wasn't through the individuals in that room, it was the power of God doing something very profound that I believe ministers to, to, to me today. From Monday we started and by the end of the week we had 50 people coming to this prayer meeting. And then all of a sudden we saw something happen where a week after every person except maybe three or four wanted to come to know who Jesus is. The area, the hall began to change because we responded the way I believe the Holy Spirit wanted us to respond because there was a clear message that we knew that these individuals needed. The clear message of the gospel. The clear message that Jesus loves them. The clear message that he wants to do a work in their life. 
a clear message that the power of God who lives inside of us wants to reside inside of them. And then we began to see God do a certain turn of events. Now, I don't say that to be boastful. I don't say that to, see, to sound proud or anything like that because at the end of the day, for some of us, some of us have probably had some moments similar to that one where it may not have been in front of like a, a dorm, but it could have been in front of your family. It could have been in front of your coworkers. It could have been in front of somebody who just did not know who Jesus was. And then all of a sudden, the nudge of the Spirit just says, hey, Share. He calls on us. He compels us. He resides in us to do some things that is sometimes normatively not what we do. Why? So the clear message of Christ is shared for all to hear. Amen? Amen. I want us to understand this, that the Holy Spirit, he is a, a very friendly gentleman. He's a very friendly gentleman that lives inside of us. But here's something that was stated through the Apostle Peter, that he quotes the book of Joel, that in the last days he will pour out his spirit, meaning God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He will pour out his spirit, and then certain things will begin to happen with people. People will begin to operate in certain ways with prophecy or clarity. People will begin to have this boldness to probably share the word of God. And we have to understand this, that the Holy Spirit is not just to make us feel good. He compels us. He, he even uh, convicts us at times. To look and sound and be more like Jesus. And sometimes being and sounding and looking more like Jesus means that we do certain things that look and sound more like Jesus. And sometimes it takes an unction of his spirit to let us know, hey, this is the direction you need to go. We, meet, we must be reminded that his presence lives in us every single day. That the Holy Spirit activates times boldness and the boldness to have a clear message for those who may not understand or may not know. And I want to say the third thought is this, is we walk with the fulfilled purpose and fulfilled promise of Christ every day. As Pastor Kevin let us know last week in the book of John, as, he was, uh, as Jesus was talking to the disciples, he was promising then that he's going to send someone. And he's going to send someone very special. He's going to send a friend, not only a friend, he's going to send his spirit. We must be reminded that the promise that Jesus gave the disciples, he lives in us today. And for the the prophecy of Joel that was stated over 800 years before this particular day, we have to understand when we receive Christ Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior, the filling of the Spirit, He fills us because we can't walk this alone. 
He understands the dark world that we live in. He understands the temptations we go through. He understands that there are things that go on in this world that need the light and love of the Lord. And in order for that to begin to happen, we have to be filled with his presence. We have to be activated with his presence. And I don't know if you remember this old video that Kevin showed many, many weeks ago where somebody was on the family feud saying, Holy Spirit, activate. (laughs) Whether it is that that reminds you, if it takes that, do it. But at the end of the day, I want to remind you. When we walk out of here, we are not walking out of here alone. When we have been commissioned by Jesus Christ to go and teach and go and tell the whole world about who he is and the work that he did on the cross, we are not alone. I want to remind everybody that if we are aware of his presence every single day, then I believe that we will be more activated to share. Why? Because we are on commission, we've been commissioned with the agenda of God. And understand this as well, even through the fulfilled work of the Spirit who lives inside of us today, I want to make sure that we're very clear on this, that whenever it comes to what we state when we are led by the Spirit, we have to truly understand we are not sharing our agenda, we're not sharing our ideals, we're not sharing our politics, we are sharing the word of the gospel, the message of Christ, the love of his goodness, the grace of God for all to hear. So on this day, this day, this profound day, I know sometimes the argument can get on speaking in other tongues, but I want us to be reminded that this day reflects and reminds us that we have been filled with his spirit. And as we move and as we walk out of this church, we are not alone. When we are scared sometimes to share, you're not alone. But I will call on you, I'll call on all of us, just be aware. Be aware that the Holy Spirit, he lives inside of you. Be aware. Be aware that he wants to call you to do something. Be aware. So in, in the profound thing is this. Whenever we talk about the Holy Spirit, sometimes, like I said, we focus on a couple, a few different things. But in this fulfilled promise, the reason why I believe that it's something to rejoice about and be thankful that he lives inside of us today is if we lived this life without his presence, what would it look like? If we lived this life without him speaking to us, guiding us, compelling us, pursuing us, what would this life of ours look like? We have to be reminded his presence is very profound 
His nature, his explosive nature lives inside of us. Not so we can just be explosive everywhere we go. So it's so that we can share the kingdom message and the gospel to those who need to hear it. But then on top of that, we walk in an activated boldness so that the clear message of the gospel comes through us at times. And then we understand that we're walking with the fulfilled promise of God every single day. But for those of us who have been challenged in life For some of us who are walking through difficult moments at this very moment where you have felt so alone and maybe so down and so disconnected, I want to remind you in everything that you're even going through in that sense, you are not alone for his presence is in you. And he wants to remind us sometimes that he is with us. He wants to encourage us at times. When we are feeling low, he wants to empower us. When we are feeling very self-conscious, he wants to remind us at time and give us the ability to live beyond what it is we may be going through. And I'm, am I saying that every day it's going to be super easy when we acknowledge his presence? No. There are going to be days that are challenging. There are going to be days that are hard. There are still going to be days that you want, might want to give up at times, but it is his holy presence who lives inside of you who can equip you with this ability to overcome the things that you're going through because of the nature he's calling us out to the difficult things that we go through can sometimes be encouraged we can be encouraged out of because of the promise who lives inside of you today whenever we think about who Jesus is, and whenever we share who Jesus is, remember it's his presence who's going to lead us and guide us. But if I had a question for you today, the big question would be, are you leaning on the leadership of the Holy Spirit right now? I understand that there are many things that we have in front of us, and I think we've all stated it as, as teachers here at Legacy Church, as many of us know who are a part of, uh, obviously, uh, either a life group or something, we've probably heard the same things or we stated the same things. There's so many distractions out there. We have so much information out there. We have so many things to lean on that is out there. Sometimes we lean on what's being stated, whether it's on the internet or social media or the news. Maybe it's a a friend who has a lot of insight. Sometimes we lean on those things. And at times, maybe the Holy Spirit can use certain things, but how often are you taking a step back and just allowing the Holy Spirit to lead your day? to lead those moments that are difficult, to lead you whenever you do feel a sense, ooh, this person, I really believe they need to hear this testimony or they need to hear this story that I've experienced in my life or they just need to hear the gospel or I read this scripture today and I, I really believe that this person or these people may need to hear this today. Sometimes if we lean on ourselves, we can be overcome with fear. But if we lean on the Lord, 
we will be led by his spirit. Let us remember this. And like I said before, the book of Acts can look like a movie. But I want to make sure that we're reminded of this. I don't know, like I said, if you're like me, you like movies, I like movies. But back in the days, I used to like these movies, uh, these kickboxing movies back in the 80s, if you remember those. Uh, or some of these movies that have to do with sports or uh, just something similar to that fact. But sometimes when you watch some of these movies, they go through a challenge. And in this challenge, they're in this battle. And in this battle there, it seemed the person, the main character, seems to be losing this particular battle. And in this battle, sometimes they have to get their wits back. And then their wits getting back, we call it a second wind. And I don't know who needs a second wind today, but I want to assure you of this. I want to remind you, you may not need a second wind, but you may need to be aware of the fresh wind who lives inside of you. You may need to be aware of the presence of God who lives inside of you. And until the day he comes back, he's going to utilize you. He is going to speak through you. He is going to encourage you. He is going to empower you. He is going to utilize you so you can present the clear gospel message so that you can live this life in a victorious way that is glorifying to the name of Jesus Christ. That's who lives in you. And once again, when we leave this morning, walk with that confidence. Walk with the confidence of who lives inside of you. Walk with the confidence that he resides in you. And if maybe, maybe you have never received Christ as Lord, and maybe you've been asking questions, how can you live this life? I just want to challenge those who may be asking these questions to, to give Jesus an opportunity to share. Why? Because his love, his love is very deep. His grace abounds. Because he loves you for those who may have never allow Christ to be the leader of their life. And then, once again, if you've ever felt alone, understand when you allow Christ to be the center stage of your life, you're not alone. He is with you. He would be, he will be with you. And if I can ask everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes real quick. We're going to go a little old school. I'm just, I do need to ask this question. I, I know that we walk, we walk in, a, in a, a world that is full of darkness. I understand that there are moments where we are scared, where we live in fear, where we may not have the words to say. And maybe because of all the things, the distractions that are going on in our world today, maybe we're just ignoring his presence. But I'm just going to ask, if you've been in a place where you can say, Patrick, I really 
have a hard time thinking about the Holy Spirit in this way. I need help being reminded during the week or through my life about when he's working. I need help being guided and being confident that his spirit is leading me. If that's you with your eyes closed, I don't, you know, I don't want to make anybody feel embarrassed or anything, but I just want to offer this opportunity. I just want to see you. If that's you, could you raise your hands? I see you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right now, I'm just going to pray. I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit remind us of his presence every week. Remind us that we're not alone in all of this. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we just ask by the power of God that you speak to us and we understand that it is you who's speaking. Father, I would ask, Lord, that you would guide our hearts when we're reading through Scripture, when we're walking through this life, that we acknowledge your presence, that we acknowledge what it is you're wanting us to accomplish, but reminding us that we're not alone in any of this. When it comes to this particular year, when we talk about it being the year of mission, it's really the year of obedience, of being commissioned out. And I just ask, Lord, that you would remind us by your spirit that you're with us, strengthening us, giving the words to say, giving us clarity, helping us through challenging moments, maybe embarrassing moments. Remind us that there is boldness that can come out of being led by your spirit. Remind us that we can be empowered to do the work that you have called us to. So whether we are at work or at home, at school, let us be reminded of your presence. Let us be reminded of your gospel that needs to be shared to all that need to hear. Let us not walk with uh, an ability of, or just an ignoring spirit, but Lord, let us be reminded that you're with us. Guide us empower us and as you are called that you are called the great helper help us through until you come until you return help us and guide us and lead us it's in your precious name jesus that we ask and pray we also awesome.